For two plus decades now, Blue October has been stirring audiences. We've watched, followed, and loved them from the early beginnings of Hate Me to whatever they show us tomorrow. We bleed blue, and many of us have used that blue blood and this amazing music to get through our own experiences. It's always been there. Welcome to Just Sway, the Blue Experience, where your host, Lucas Peterson, takes on and shares everything Blue October. Let's Just Sway. My name is Lucas Peterson, and welcome to Just Sway, What If, episode 14. Every once in a while, you get really fortunate in life and connect with someone that has a profound impact on your life, not only for what they might do in your life, but also for who they are as a person and for that experience knowing them offers your own life. I can say I got extremely lucky when I reached out and connected with Paul Fletcher of Minneapolis-St. Paul's Cities 97. First, before we get to that, remember, if you enjoy Just Sway, do me a favor and leave the show a rating or a review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. It really does help a lot and lets others with similar interests find the podcast. And it's a super cool reading through the reviews. If you've already left a review, great. If not, go ahead and leave one right now. One of these episodes I'll go through and I'll share a few of these. They're really fun for me to read. Also, if you haven't done so yet, hit that little subscribe button and you'll be notified automatically when a new episode is available. You can also follow the show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter by searching for Just Sway Podcast. I'm usually on social media just to interact with people for Just Sway. Tag the show. Drop me a line. Message me. Whatever. Let's talk some more Blue October. It's always really fun just getting to meet other people and interacting with all of you out there. I really get a big thrill out of it. I can't tell you enough. Like so many of my other guests and connections, I got in touch with Paul through Instagram and was able to twist his arm enough to come on the podcast. Paul is an on-air personality and music director for Twin Cities-based KTCZ-FM, also known as the famous Cities 97. This is one of the stations that I grew up listening to. I loved listening to them when I lived in Minnesota, and Paul is the top reason for that fondness. His music knowledge and taste certainly rival my own, and his passion for what he does in all of his daily experiences shines through when you listen to him talk about nearly anything. Luckily for me, he happens to also be a giant Blue October fan, and has also gotten to know Justin on a personal level over the past half decade plus. That relationship came in very handy too. I'll just let you know to make sure you keep tuned into this whole episode for a great surprise at the end. If you follow the show on social media, you already know the surprise, but it's pretty awesome to hear how massive a shock Paul was able to pull on me during our talk over Zoom. We talked for about two and a half hours, and largely we were discussing the eagerly anticipated new Blue October album, This Is What I Live For, that is coming out October 23rd already. 
You'll hear the real excitement in Paul's voice as he gives us a rundown of what we can expect from that album, and he also lets us into some good inside information on exactly how radio works. How does a song get from the artist to the DJ to the music director to eventually out the air to for everyone else to listen to? Let's find out first, though, exactly how his love for this incredible band began. Yeah, uh, it was back in the, uh, uh, how would he describe it? Maybe the foggier days? Um, the, dark days. The, blo- the, blo- the bloated, dark, foggy days yeah. um, that he probably doesn't remember real well. But yeah, I remember it was, uh, it was like, a, I don't remember where they played the show, but it was, uh, was an odd kind of conference room sort of a thing. Yeah, and it was, it's super vague in my memory. I mean, I remember him wearing, I mean, he had the classic like, jacket and tie on that, that he used to wear back then in the hate me into the ocean days and the eyeliner i remember all that but i don't remember much of the meeting other than just yeah i don't remember that but obviously yeah, the I, don't music. Rem- I don't remember too much but it was back then yeah so yeah the music must have made an impression though for sure uh yeah for sure you know what's funny though is i didn't really uh, the thing that's funny about this is i really wasn't a huge fan back then um i really liked those two singles but i never dove into the album well no i did a little bit the record guy that was pushing them at the time was very passionate and so i did listen to the album but i never really got into it just never connected for whatever reason it wasn't until later he and uh and his manager paul came through you know i could just when i first heard they were quite honestly when I first heard they were coming through the radio station, I was just like, oh, gosh, what's this going to be like? This is going to be a train wreck. Because I didn't know anything about the story. I didn't have any – I had no clue that he was cleaned up. I had, not, I had no basis for anything, no perspective. And so when I hear they're coming in, I'm just like, oh, God, this is just – he's going to be a high-maintenance nightmare. And those things are always awkward because they're forced, mm-hmm. you know, because it's like you're kind of sitting there and you're – nobody knows each other and you're forced to talk. And we, we first sat and – listen to a song and i hate listening to songs in front of artists because what are you supposed to say oh it sucks and that was lunch so i'm like oh my god this is gonna be like an hour and this dude might be out of his mind like i like how is this gonna and then then it turns out he is clean and and i could tell he had lost weight even though i didn't follow them that closely and it was just like we hit it off right then and there and and that was uh when they were working um home and so that's really where i connected and I've now, you know, backtracked, obviously. But I also happen to think that I'm glad I got in when I did. You know, uh, hardcore Blue October fans might consider this blasphemy. I don't know how it's viewed, but I think the later stuff is better. I think, oh my, my, I hope you're happy. Home, Daylight, King. And there are other, there are one or two others that I'm, I'm forgetting off the top of my head. Uh, Cole makes diamonds um, that are just, that are, they hold up as with anything from back in the day. And I actually, not to toot my horn, but I actually got a chance to preview the album today and the new album today. And this might be the best one they've done since Foiled. Like it's really, really good. It's, 
you can just tell like through this pandemic, I, I know for a fact that Justin's just been writing and he's just, you know, I think he's talked about that a lot in his Instagram and yeah. uh, all that, but he's just been writing just prolific as hell, nonstop writing. And it just shows because you can tell he's got a ton to pick from because, because, you know, like every track on this album is just boom, 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 boom. I mean, it's, and it, and it's cohesive too. As you heard Paul talk about, he's known Justin for a number of years now through the station when Justin and Blue October were doing some promotional stuff for home. They're colleagues of sorts with that artist-broadcaster relationship, but then they also have this friends relationship on a different personal level. So I asked Paul to give me some insight into a little bit of what that's like. It's weird for me. Because we, we, we do genuinely have a really cool, relatively deep connection. And we have really become pretty good friends. And um, in fact, we were actually going to, we were planning on taking the family down there uh, before COVID hit. And Shit. like, so like we are, you know, I'm not trying to like pat myself on the back or pretend like I like puff myself up. I'm just saying like, we're actually like genuine friends. But this is where it's weird is that I'm still kind of starstruck because he's a, he's really fucking talented. Like he's really good. And the way he carries himself, you know, like he just like, this is going to sound really prompted and kind of bullshit, but he, he truly does. Like he kind of inspires me every day, you know, like whether it's through his work ethic, like, I don't know too many people that work harder than he does in, in this business. You know, he's doing zoom meet and greets every goddamn night. He's, you know, he's constantly writing, doing whatever else i'm stepping outside for a second um you know it's just he uh you know and then on top of that like the dad that he is and the person he's become you know it, he he does he he inspires me every day to try to be better you know i think so, that, that's anyway. so cool the way you put that i mean i i have never looked at it that deeply but you're you're right it's not it's not just a surface level thing he's he's not just somebody behind a mic or somebody behind a lyric you know, to you, he's a friend. Uh, he's more than just that personality. To regular fans, I will say, he's the guy we see on stage, the guy that plays on the radio in the car. But when you yeah. meet him, he makes you feel like you're the only person in that room, whether there's 15 or 150 behind you. You know what I mean? That's what comes across. I don't know how he does that. I don't know what it is about him, that larger than life yes. personality. Yeah, it's it's incredible, but he utilizes it. He's brilliant at it. He doesn't. He I I truly think it's because of his journey and that he he doesn't take the second chance for granted. I mean, let's all, let's just let's just let's take the filter off and the gloves for that matter, and let's just let's just say it like it is. He shouldn't be with us. Yeah, dude should be dude should be dead. Yeah. Period. The end. You know. And so I don't, I don't think that's lost on him. I think he knows that. And that's why I think you get that from him. I think he genuinely loves the fact that he gets up every day and that he's got that beautiful woman laying next to him in bed and he's got those unbelievable kids and he gets to do this for a living. And I think, you know, like, is it work sometimes? Yeah, I think it probably is. You know, like when he gets on Instagram live with people and, and brings people in and, you know, he's kind of always has to be on, you yeah. know, yeah. Is that work? Probably. But I think he does enjoy it, you know, like, I, I, but I, again, I don't know anybody that I don't know another artist. Honestly, I don't know another granted. I don't have 
the relationship with most artists that I do with him, but I don't know another artist that has set up their own remote studio for writing, recording, doing live acoustic shows, Instagram lives. Like he's, he's busting his ass, man. Mm -hmm. Like, and part of it is that he's not on a label, you know, he's, he is his own label. He and Paul are the, are the label pretty much and swim. Yeah. You know, it's them. And so I think he, you know, there's probably a little bit of weight on his shoulders too. Like I've got to provide for the family. I got to keep, you know, keep doing what I'm doing. I, there is no rest. Even We got to find creative ways to produce even when we can't be out on the road. And, uh, but also help out those that, you know, I also feel like he's, he has a sense of duty um, like most bands right now to help out those that are kind of out of work because he can't go out on the road because the band can't go out on the road. So um yeah, I think uh, he's just, he's, he's killing it. I don't know where he gets the energy, to be honest with you. <laughs> I know. He just, it's like he doesn't stop moving. You know, no. I, 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 that's a good question. I'm going to ask him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? like, well, like, well, where do you get the energy? Like, you know, cause it's, you know, one, one day he's got Instagram live and he's walking on the path with his kids at nine o'clock in the morning. And then he's back on Instagram live at seven o'clock that night. And I, I, from what I understand, he's been working on this album nonstop in yeah. between it's just like ah it's just it's tiring you know I, I i'm i get exhausted thinking about what his days are like you know and it's funny you think that uh, you think that lifestyle is easy but i don't i don't know that it is i think we've gotten a real um in-depth sense and look at kind of part of that lifestyle because yeah. uh, us fans, you know, all we ever see is, or all we ever do is we wait for the album to come out. Maybe we're lucky and we're local and we get to go s to a uh, album release thing or something like that. Right. But, you know, then we get the music. We, we have no idea the months and countless months and countless hours that went into, you know, making that, putting that together. Agreed. I mean, yeah, it, it's, it's, yeah. It, it, a lot of times it's years you know, like, no, no problem. Yeah. Sending one, <laughs> sending one text, sending one text. I was just saying thank you to the guy that joined us a little bit ago. Um, not trying to derail your podcast and be uh, no, super no, no. unprofessional. Yeah, no, uh, you know, I, you're, you're absolutely right. I mean, there's a, there's so much more that goes into a record and, but also, and a lot of it I think comes back again to being an independent artist and, you know, like he's got to earn it every day. You know what I mean? So not yeah. that artists that are on a label have it easy. It just depends on who you are, obviously. You know, if you're Justin Timberlake, you can take it easy for a while. You'll be okay. You'll weather, you'll weather the storm. You're going to be all right. I mean, <laughs> but, the, the cool part is, is how he set himself up, like you said earlier, too. You know, he set himself up to where that studio is 15 steps outside his door. He can just literally just go out there and work whenever he wants. It, it's such a different scenario. And I... I'd love to know kind of maybe that's something I'll ask him too as well. Like what in, what went into the whole thinking of I need to have my studio here. Cause where were they, where were they doing this at before? Good question. I don't know. You I know? didn't, you know what? I didn't even know the studio was that close. So uh, it's on his property. Wow. That's the other thing too is just having property is nice. Lucky fucker. <laughs> I have, I live on a postage stamp literally. Working hard and tirelessly, as Paul talked about, seems to be something we've all been lucky enough to witness in these past few months during 2020, as we've seen Justin and Blue October sharing so much of their own work on the new album. I pressed Paul further on why he thinks this new album is one of their best. Exactly what is it about the music 
or the lyrics or just the complete album that's making this one stand out so taller than the rest. So you, you think it's the best album. And what I want to know, you said kind of more of like, what it is exactly? Is it the writing that you're digging on? Or what is it that's so much better than, than what they've had? I don't know. I think it, it, it you know, uh, part of it is, you know, you have to understand that everything is personal preference, right? So it just, it hits my palate. I've only listened to it once through other than, you know, the songs that are on uh, iTunes that are available now, you know, what is it? This is what I live for. Fight for love completely. The weatherman moving on. Oh my, my, is there one other? That, no, you nailed them all. Is that all? Okay. Yeah. Those are a very good representation of the record. Cause it's, uh, there's one called Love Stupid that is kind of reminds me of Daylight a little bit. I'll, I'll be a name dropper guy. I was texting with Paul Nugent today because he's the one that sent it to me. Uh, and that's, you know, that's, that's not even name dropping. It's just work, you know? Yeah. Um, it's, I, get to, I get to call that stuff work. Uh, and so I guess just, he just nails, I feel like he's, when did the sound that we're in now? I mean, cause you know, like, I hope you're happy and oh my my have a similar ish sound. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Um, not, you know, it's not like it's, I wouldn't say oh my my is I hope you're happy part two, but they have a, like, it's like you can tell that's the same band or the same artist, right? And I feel like that kind of evolution in the sound of the band started with, God damn it, is it, is the home album home? The, yeah, yeah, you got it. Yeah, okay, yeah, duh. Okay, so I, I kind of feel like that's where it started. You know, with that was sort of like the first record of this new sound, if you will. Um, not new sound, but kind of, it's, it's just, it's a bit of an evolution, you know? And then I Hope You're Happy is another evolution. And I feel like this is, I, I just, I feel like he's really gotten comfortable and is just really, he's, it's just, he's just settled in and, and is really comfortable with, I think he's more and more comfortable every day with who he is. I think he's more and more confident every day with who he is. And, uh, and has just really settled into a sound, you know, for the band and this album, you know, like if, if home was a double and I hope you're happy was a triple, then this is the home run. That's, I just think that it's, you know, it's just been a good evolution. And like I said, love stupid kind of reminds me of daylight, the rest of the record. So I kind of, what I, my, my reason for name dropping Paul Nugent was I told him, I said, it, it like, he's just got this knack for, in his own blue October kind of way, recreating the eighties. Yeah. And that's what, that's what this record sounds like to me. And uh, save love, stupid, love, stupid sounds like nineties industrial, like nine inch nails kind of like, cause daylight to me kind of sounded like a nine inch nails track to, to a certain degree. And love, stupid kind of sounds like that too. And it's got this, it's got some girl by the name of Karen uh, hover on it. um, Who's, got some really cool vocals to pair with Justin. Um, I also think that his, got some of his best vocals on this record. The one I will follow you, which I think is after moving on or after completely, whatever the fuck it's somewhere down there. It's track seven or whatever. It doesn't matter. That is like an eighties, total eighties U2. Cause you know, U2 has a track called I will follow. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so this one's I will follow you and I was like so I immediately thought of you too for whatever reason and then the fucking song starts and it's got like a guitar like the edge from you too and I'm like good lord what the fuck <laughs> but honestly that might be one of his best vocal performances ever uh, on that track 
I don't know. I, I just, I, I think, again, I think it that really just boils down to, and you know, you can, you can ask Justin him, your, next week yourself if you want. Like, I, I feel like he just, I feel like he's confident in who he is, um, where he is in life as a musician, as an artist and, um, and, and comf- really settled into a certain kind of, I don't want to call it a formula because it's not formulaic. There's, absolutely like what's another blue october song that songs like moving on I don't, there yeah. isn't one no you know what i mean so i'm not saying he hasn't gotten lazy he's gotten comfortable and that's just my take uh, that, that that's why I, I just the writing is like fucking completely dude you are my one completely are you fucking kidding me with that it's so simple but so fucking great and weatherman uh i don't remember the exact lyrics but it's it's whatever whatever we blue skies ahead i mean like if you need something to help you think about the end of this motherfucking pandemic listen to that song because just you know like i i think it's about a relationship but it could be applied to anything and i i don't know i just i just i don't know i i, I think the weatherman by the way side note i'm totally rambling i'm just doing stream of consciousness babbling right now you know that's um, the best interviews though <laughs> you've been on this <laughs> side <laughs> And so, uh, yeah, you're right. When, when you're sitting on your side, it's best to have the guests just go. Uh, yeah. But <clears throat> The Weatherman, dude, that might be top five songs he's ever written. It's wow. fucking brilliant. And uh, that's him dude, and Matt. I, I just, yeah, it's just brilliant. Uh, I just, the lyrics to that song and, and the overall just feel of it. And I haven't even mentioned moving on. He always said that I would never find a better one. Well, look at me, I did that. Well, come on now. Oh, come on now. They always said that I would end up alone. Well, look at me, I'm on top of the world. You were wrong now. You were wrong now. You like it better when I'm falling apart. It's easier for you to go and break my heart. Come on now. Yeah, come on now. Oh, oh, well, the best way to get back at you is to live my life, be happy and true. Come on now. Yeah, I've been hurt, but I'm moving on. I'm so hopeful. Because you see it on Instagram all the time, right? He's posting about, I love the fact that he acknowledges radio and he gives a shit about the charts. That's yes. so cool. No, not a lot of artists do that, right? And ultimately, I don't want to say it doesn't matter from his perspective, but, you know, like I'm competitive as hell. Like I don't care if, if there's 10 grand on the line or if you and I are playing a game of, bounce the tennis ball off the wall. I want to fucking beat your ass, right? So the fact that he is competitive on where his songs are on the chart, like, I love that. Uh, and, and again, just the fact that he, you know, acknowledges the medium that I have made my living at. I really think Moving On could be, it has the potential to be the biggest song since Into the Ocean. That's really interesting to hear you say that because one of his good friends, and I don't, I don't know this person, but... Uh, I, I know that Justin shares a lot with this friend. The only reason I know the story is because he's talked about it with this friend on one of the Instagram lives they did through the pandemic. And his friend told him, he said, you have a song on here that's going to be bigger than hate me. And Justin was like, you just shocked. And everybody that was watching that was like, what the hell song would be bigger than hate me? You know, we're all just amazed, and I think that was the song. I should confirm it. I should message him uh, just to make sure. But I bet Who was it? Uh, his Who name was the is friend? the Instagram title is GW Photos. I, I don't know okay. who he is. He's a photographer, I think, down in either Austin or Houston. 
Um, okay. Great photographer, just takes amazing picker, pictures. Uh, nice. But I should ask him, but the first time I heard Moving On, I remembered that conversation. And I was like, okay, yep. Yep. This that, might be it. I instantly sent that because I'm not, I'm not the end-all, be-all at my radio station. I'm the music director. And so my, I, I, the second I heard, but my boss and I work very closely on everything. And we decide together what to play. And the, I mean, it was, I think I, uh, when I first got the, the, the link to listen to it, actually, it's fucking embarrassing. I got the link from Paul, like, and, and, I, and I forgot about it for like three weeks. And then I saw some radio station play it. And I was like, oh, fuck, that's right. He sent me a song. And I went back and listened to it. And I went, I was halfway through it. And I immediately forwarded it to my boss. And I was like, you need to listen to this. So uh, it's, dude, it's, it's relatable. It's, it's light and fluffy and airy and bouncy. And, uh, and unfortunately, we're, you know, in our world, we're heading into winter. Um, and you typically want a song like that maybe in May when flowers are blooming and shit, but I don't give a fuck. Uh, it, it could be, it, it's so relatable in so many different ways. And somebody gave me the constructive criticism that a song like that, that is about, you know, kind of a fuck you song in a way from a male perspective, doesn't generally land very well with a female mm -hmm. ear, but a, I think it can be relatable uh, beyond just a relationship. It could be so many different things. It could be fucking this pandemic, you know, like I'm moving on. Fuck you, you know? Um, yeah. But it also says we've all been hurt. It's not just him. He's talking about all of us, you know? And so I think that also helps. And B, every female that I've shared the song with is like, Oh my God. So uh, like, I've got a great sounding board that lives next door. Uh, she's a, a, a mother of two. She's in her forties uh, and she's a casual blue October fan. So it's like, that's the perfect person to ask, right? Like yes. I don't want the opinion of a hardcore blue October fan. Cause I already know what they're going to say. I want to know what people that barely know who Justin is. I want to know what they think. And everybody that I've shared that song with, has I've, I've gotten such a great response from. So I, I think, I think GW photos guy might be a little high in saying that's going to be bigger than hate me, but you know, maybe, I mean, it's, it's such a great song. I'm, I'm hopeful. I'm very hopeful. Let's just put it that way. Can I respectfully say that I would like to bet with GW photos, whose name is actually Gene. Hi Gene. Told you I was going to mention you in here and say that I hope he is right. And moving on rests in the top five comfortably before too long. Nothing against Paul at all, and you clearly heard how excited he was for it and how much he was also rooting for them. I play on my radio station whatever works for the radio station. But there are some artists that I just root for. And obviously, duh, Blue October is one of them. So I just, I want it to be... I've told, I've told Paul, I was like, you want me to call, 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 it's not my job, but I'll fucking call other radio stations and tell them they're missing the boat. Like this thing needs to, to pop. Like people, more people need to know who Justin is and, and the band. I always, I hate saying that. Cause I mean, I know he is kind of the catalyst, but we forget that there are uh, four other guys that are really, really fucking talented. Well, really five, if you count other guitarists from the past um yeah but uh yeah but um, well steve steve Sch schiltz the guy from long wave is does all the guitars so you could say it that way 
Well, uh, yeah, so six, really. But, the, yeah. it, it, but I mean, really, Justin is the creative catalyst, but I, I just hate taking credit away from the other guys. So, yeah, I, I, more people just need to know uh, about Blue October, and hopefully we, can, hopefully we can break this song and take it to another level. We all been hurt, but we're moving Something I like to ask often when it comes up is, what do we do when this secret us Blue October fans all seem to be in on gets out? How do we react when our little band suddenly blows up, as we all kind of want them to do, right? And listen closely to how big a fan Paul really is, and how he uses his job to do whatever he can for them, knowing full well that he wants and loves his little secret, but at the same time, he wants as many people as possible to hear this music. You said, you know, you've got this band over here that we want everybody to know about, and then on the same side, the next sentence, you say, but he's our asshole. He's, it's our band. It's our little thing. But no, I want to grab not. everybody and just say, have you heard this? Have you heard this? Have you heard this? It'll change yeah. your life. Let me show you some things. Let me show you some videos of this man singing. And it doesn't ha- even have to be the dark days. It can be from three years ago of him, you know, coming into his own where he's come to now. Uh, and, and it doesn't, again, it doesn't have to be all Justin. It's just this band. Why is so? What do we do when they're filling up in your city, XL or the Target Center instead of the Quest or First Ave? What do we do? Well, first of all, the Quest doesn't exist. I know um, that's where I saw them, though. <laughs> Did you really? I saw nice. them twice at the Quest, man. Yeah, I'm trying to remember where the fuck I saw them in Omaha the first time. I don't remember where that show was, but whatever, it doesn't matter. It's challenging, man, because. To break outside of your own pocket, you know, like this, we're in a day and age where you do not need radio to be a successful band because we've got so many different delivery devices. But if you want to break through and Justin will tell you this next week and and Paul will tell you too, because Paul knows the business like crazy. You to break through to another, to another level, to play arenas and shit, you need radio. It's it, you don't, you used to need radio to break out at all. Nowadays, you don't need radio to break out. You can be you can be a self-sustaining band without radio these days. I mean, to a certain degree, but you you do need it if you want to go to that next level, so to speak. And it's so hard, dude. I mean, I look at the charts every day, and I still, even though I do, I can't recall them off the top of my head. But it's all so much pop. Mm-hmm. And I'm not disparaging pop because there's some good pop music, but so much of it is fucking trash right now. And I like, I don't want to like, this is the just way podcast. So it's, we're filling it with positivity, but there's so much shit. It's just, there's so much shit. I'm so fucking tired of generic ass beats created in mom and dad's fucking basement with an auto tune vocal and this sorry ass excuse for rap music that we have today. Cause I love rap. Like I love hip hop. But this shit today, like Drake, fuck. Just, dude, just, he should just become a professional basketball fan and stop making music. Um, okay, that's the end of the negativity. Um, that, that, that almost like, no, one more thing about negativity. That almost like mumbling sort of, oh, yeah. like rhyming. Like that, that, that oh, don't, oh, like I almost don't really care if I'm here rhyming right now or not. I'm just like... Like, no, dude, come on. Give me some fucking passion. Yeah. Give me some Chuck D or Ice T or Ice Cube or some shit, you know, or Dre, Eminem. Anyway, uh, I digress. 
it's it's just really hard because Justin and there are other bands out there too. Blue October, there are other bands out there too that just doesn't adhere to the trends. He does what he does. And so to to break through, um, and then on top of that, he's an independent. He's not on a big label. So to break through that is a lot of work. Like, oh my my, went top 10 at the alternative format. Do you know how fucking massive that is? Yeah. For an independent artist to do that, that's almost unheard of. That shows you how great that song is. But it's also given them, hopefully given them a springboard with moving on because that business works that way. Like people give a shit about, they want to see track record and yada, yada, yada. And quite honestly, Justin will tell you this himself, like into the ocean, hate me, doesn't really carry any weight anymore. Those are, you know what I mean? Like people that are listening to radio now, how do I say this right? I'm not worried about getting myself in trouble. I'm just trying to word it correctly. Uh, like that doesn't fucking matter anymore. Is what I'm saying. You know, it's sort of like my favorite band of all time. I mean, Blue October is right up there. But uh, sorry, Pearl Justin, Jam. Pearl, Pearl Jam outranks outranks Justin, unfortunately, and, and so do the Beach Boys. But I think Justin would uh, understand and respect that. Um, <laughs> you know, nobody gives a fuck about even flow anymore either. That's my point. You know what I mean? Like it's it just and so you've got a you need a track record, a, a current track record, and Home just did not. It did well. It just didn't do what we thought it would like that to me was, I guess, industry talk. We would call, I, I called home a one listen, no brainer, meaning you listen to it one time. You're like, fuck yeah. Yep. We need to play that now. And moving on actually might've been even quicker, like honest to God, like 30 seconds in, I'm like, holy shit. Are you fucking <laughs> kidding me? Like that song, that song is, I, I can't. I can't really explain it other than home. The production was a little, just wasn't quite as big. I don't know how to explain it. It 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 just didn't like next to all the huge pop records and shit that radio plays that we play. That song sounded kind of duller. And don't get me wrong, it's like our family anthem. That song means so much to me. I'm not trying to tear it down, but it just I'm talking critically right now or ana analytically not critically analytically you're comparing um, it right yeah it, next to and that's what i have to do that's my job and mm -hmm. and so in between two records that were on you know, that are on huge labels that have huge production on them that song sounded you know it just was like you could just tell it was like a notch off if you will and so but moving on doesn't sound like that it's 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 like i know for, I'm, I'm almost certain that artists hate this description but it sounds bright like, it's just, it's lively and bright and bouncy, as I've said before. So I grew up recording songs off of the radio, pretending to be my own DJ. So one of the things I've often wondered about with artists and radio is exactly how a song ends up on the radio. What's involved in that process? And also, can we as fans even have any impact anymore on what's played given the rise in popularity of streaming services? Paul gave me some fantastic info here when I asked him to describe how this all works. But yeah, so with Paul, it's more like conversations of, you know, if Republic Records or Interscope Records, they've already got a plan, right? They've got a budget laid out. They've got a plan in place. Up, down, Brando Records is Paul and Justin are making it up as they go, essentially. Not making it, it's not they don't have a plan, but they have to decide 
okay, is it worth it for us to take a shot with this record? Because yeah. it's them. You know what I mean? You don't have a giant publicly traded company backing you. You know what I mean? So they've got to make a decision if this is the right, right for them. So he approaches it completely different than everybody else. I would implore, don't spam and don't be annoying, but our Blue October community, reach out to your radio stations authentically, organically, and just tell them you fucking love moving on. And that can, that can, make, a, that can make an impact. That can help the band. And I just, because I, I, I truly think that as much as I love home, I do, I do uh, every year, uh, for my kids, I've got an almost eight-year-old daughter and a four-year-old daughter. And every year I make birthday videos for them. And I carefully curate photos and videos from the year, from their, from their last birthday to the day before their current birthday. I take and I chronicle the year set to a song from that year. And so I used Home that year because it was just like, this is like, that song is family. That, that's, yeah. that's what it is, right? So I love that song. But I like. I still think. I, and moving on is, analytically speaking, it's it's so fucking ripe for the picking, dude. It is. It's it's the song I've been waiting for them to release. That's so cool to hear from a, from a radio from a radio perspective. That's the song I've been waiting for them to release. Like I love King, fucking song's not a hit, right? But it's fucking brilliant. Like I I get goosebumps sometimes, teary eyed, choked up. At, you know, like in your arms. What is it? You, uh, why can't I think of lyrics off the top of my head? Just you in my arms. I feel like a king. Like, oh my yeah. God, if you have kids, if you have kids, it fucking slays you, man. Uh, that's not a hit, right? So I'm, I'm, I'm not talking, this isn't Blue October fan guy. This is music director, radio guy talking. And moving on, just, I'm just, I'm really excited. I think it's, it's got, it's just, I don't know, there's something to that song. So, um, Fingers crossed. It's the song, again, from an analytical standpoint, it's the song that I've been waiting for from them. I love how he put that, how he's been waiting for a song like this from Blue October. I really hope that us fans can get this one on the radio a whole bunch of times and maybe not necessarily drive it up to the top of the charts, but at the very least expose a big new expanse of music listeners to some of the most talented musicians that are making music today. At least I think so. I think for myself, too, Moving On is probably the song that I'm most excited to see played live with a full band when that comes back. It just possesses this incredibly infectious feel to it, and I want to experience that with a bunch of other people. Agree? All right, now for the little bit of surprise here. Well, not really a little surprise, but let me set the stage here. So Paul and I started talking, and I think we were scheduled to talk at about 9 o'clock. He's got two younger ones. And he's a great dad, so he wanted to get them to bed first and help his wife out, and then he'd jump on with me to the Zoom. And I was more than looking forward to it. Two weeks in a row before that night, he'd rescheduled, so I even had extra time to go through some other stuff of his and just to find out more, just good conversational stuff to get myself ready. We can just say, largely, I was very eager to have a great chat with him. So about five minutes into our Zoom, I see this little notice pop up on the bottom of the participants tab that says, it says Blue October is, entered the waiting room? What? 
And why does it say Blue October has entered the waiting room? I don't know. Let Blue October in. I don't know how that would have happened. What in the heck? <laughs> how did this happen? What is that? How is Justin how did that on happen? the Zoom? How, how did, did you he... do this, Paul? I, I don't know. I didn't do anything. What? Hey, Paul, this is for you. Yes, yes, uh, are you gonna... yes. Wow, look at your, your this calves are crazy. really filling in. So how did you get a hold of Paul, the legendary freaking Fletcher? Dude? How did you get him on your show? Instagram. I mean, Instagram is such a great tool for this. Uh, I kind of started out a little bit shy to approach people. And, uh, you know, when I started out, I just started talking to fans. Um, this yeah. is more like you interviewing me, but I love it. Uh, I, the, the whole reason I started the show, Justin, was all these fans posting all these, you know, just long descriptions of uh, on all the Facebook forms and whatnot. And I was like, somebody needs to take these stories. Like there's, there's a ton of really, really good stuff going on here. They need to take these and they need to put these together. And so I just started reaching out and it was in the fall Amazing. of 2018. First episode came out March of 2019. Wait, you've been doing this for that long? Yeah. Yeah. I've got, uh, I only found out about you in the last like two months. I know I've got a uh, 13 episodes and like about 10 more Ready to roll, my friend. I'm wow! Holy I, shit! I'm uh, I'm always working at it. Uh, it's it's a real kind of passion for me, and you I'm know, super it's super impressed. Th these stories are are because of this music. You know, Blue October's music and your story connects people. I, I know you know it. I know you hear it, but I wanted everybody else to hear it. I wanted everybody else to be able to experience it and to give some light to this amazingness that that's connecting so many people what does it mean to you like as an artist and i know that you take the stage and you do the things you do how, how does that Wait. feel <laughs> I'm a how did one. this turn in from a paul fletcher interview to a justin Furstenfeld <laughs> interview uh it feels amazing like i can't tell you how i mean some people feel weird when people say blessed, but like it's the second chance that I've been given at life is truly all it's, it's, it drops my jaw to the floor. Every day I wake up the person I am today compared to the person I used to be. And um, I just can't believe it. I can't believe that life can be this good. I can't believe that I promoted such sadness before, but it was honest and raw. And that's what I loved. But the fact that I found a light and I found how to go to it and I've met beautiful people in life uh, that have connected with me along the way, like Paul and, uh, yeah. you know, and, and, you know, we don't have to reach out to each other every day, but when we do, we make sure we say the right things and that we're checking on each other. You know, we might talk about balls and buttholes, but we might, you know, we know, we, you know what, we got shit going on. There, there is, there is lots of balls and butthole jokes and, and, you know, there's balloon comfort knots, in buttholes, balloon, balloon knots. And what else do we and call sheriff it? Slimy, badges, sheriff sli badges, slimy, slimy walrus. Um, no, but, no, 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 no. Sac secret Santa's secret Santa <laughs> Christmas sack. Um, but, oh. uh, but did I really, Oh man, the Christmas <laughs> sack. But so at the, but generally at the end of all of those, of all that silliness, there's always, and, and really the one that that's really what's meant the most to me. And this, 
backs up and I, and I don't want this like, and I know that he doesn't want this to turn into uh, us just, you know, giving Justin a reach around the entire time. Um, But, but, but really it just goes to, it speaks to um, how authentic, like everything you see, like, and I'll just be, I'll just be completely honest with you, Justin. Like when, when, when you guys, when you and Paul came by the station that first time, like a couple of years ago, when I, when I first met you for the, when I met, re-met you for the first time, um, oh, yeah. I was just like, these guys are so full of shit. There's no possible way that they can be this genuine. And you know what though? They are. <laughs> and, and, and at the end of conversations about our taint, when he says, cause I actually recently uh, accepted the fact that I've probably got some level of, I don't even know really what to, I mean, I feel like if I say depression, I feel like that's maybe a little bit dramatic, but some sort of, you know, like just where the, the wires disconnect every now and then upstairs. And, um, and I've, I, I, I faced it and went to the dock and, uh, and I'm now taking meds every day and I feel much better. I'm happier every freaking day. And I'll tell you what, when you get a text and from lost weight and I've lost, lost weight, weight. you, you um, communicate better with your fan. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, you're right. Um, but, but the fact that, you know, the fact that I get a text uh, asking me how my nutsack is doing, but then at the end says, how are you feeling today? You know, like that's, that shows you, you know, the shit you saw in the documentary, you know, you're kind of like, like you listen, you, you listen to Paul talk and it's like, there's no fucking way that this guy can be real. Like, are you fucking kidding me? But he is. They are. They're just such genuine, oh. sweet, kind humans that uh, you know. It's and and I only do that. I don't make. I don't do it to make you feel awkward, Justin. I, I just I want people to know from somebody that has firsthand experience yeah. that it's authentic and real. You know, and it's uh, because it means a lot. And it's it's to me this podcast. And this is part of the reason why I wanted you to to jump in and surprise him, not just to make Lucas poop in his pants, but also just to, uh, because this is, this is an extension of you, yeah. you know, like this is what you've, you know, this is part of what you've created. Mm-hmm. People, you've created a community of people that are all helping each other. You know, it's just, yeah. it's fucking awesome and it's powerful and it's, that it's means, really, really that cool. Means, that and, means a lot. You just put it in a different way that I never yeah. thought of before. And that, that I get it now. And that, that, that means a lot. I never thought of it that way. And um, you providing a community for these people to talk about the things that I'm uncomfortable talking about, you know what I'm saying, is really nice of you. And I really appreciate that because I put it through song, but then when I talk about it, when people want to talk about it, I make ball jokes or dick jokes. Yeah. And I'm just, I'm just very, you know, I'm just very happy. I, and I, I, let's leave it here. It's got to be. <laughs> Yeah, it's got to be just overwhelming, man. I understand it. And, you know, that's one of the things Nori and I talked about when I talked to Nori for the do- uh, about the documentary is what were you trying to accomplish with the documentary when I was asking this of Nori? And he said, man, if just one person watches that maybe on a, a bad night and it's, it's their yeah. Star Wars and maybe yep. they just have a better day or they don't take that drink or they don't do that drug, that's a success. Yeah. And... Man, that, yeah, that, I that's awesome. When, I remember we were filming Fear uh, at the beach at 4.30, 5 a.m. In, in Malibu, and Nori was filming it, and we had been working on the documentary for like five years at that point. And he goes, man, you about ready to wrap this documentary up or what? And I said, don't wrap it up yet. We still got some, we still got some more miracles that are just around the corner. 
And he goes, what's it like now for you? And I go, what do you mean? He goes, what's it like carrying this beautiful light around you? And I was just like, I don't know what you're talking about, but that's yeah. just how he saw it. He was just like, what's it like carrying that big light? You know, it must, it must, he goes, it's not heavy. It doesn't look heavy. It looks like it's just glowing all the time. He goes, that must be nice. He goes, don't lose that shit. You're, 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 I remember you back in the day. Cause I, he remembered me back in the day. So that's nice of you to say. And I appreciate your extension, Lucas, of, of the stories. And I would, now that I've inter formally interrupted this beautiful interview, I would like to set up an interview with you. Okay. Yes, sir. Where you could, where you could formally interview me. Yeah. That'd formally. Be. Is that it? Formally? No. You, you for, nailed is that it. right? <laughs> You're Formal. the wordsmith, my friend. Yes, you got whatever, it right. dude. My wife it went to college. <laughs> I did not. I uh, I was your mom went to college. My mom went to college. <laughs> no, that's, <laughs> that's that's my wife's my wife's go to joke is your mom went to college. It's Shit. funny that you that's said so that. Good. That was so awesome. I mean, just getting the chance to talk to Justin uh, on a basis like that. You know, kind of a a one on one with you know even with with somebody else there. I don't care, but. To be able to talk to him officially for the podcast and the fact that he knows about the podcast and, you know, hopefully he's listened, maybe heard some of your stories that have been shared through here. I can't even describe it. I mean, it was it was a phenomenal moment. And I've thanked Paul so many times since that night that he's probably sick of me thanking him. But I've also just told him that, you know what, I'll be forever grateful, man, because you 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 made this happen and you probably changed the course of the show you know i i don't know where all this is going to take just sway i'm not going to do things differently maybe with a little bit more i don't know pep in my step a little bit to uh just that affirmation just means a lot but that's the only thing that's going to change on my end these stories are still there they're still your stories out there and I want to share them because I do think that they impact people and they matter to other people. They matter to me. And I want to listen and I want to hear them. And you know what's next? We get to listen to Justin. So I did just get done talking to him. I'm recording this on a Thursday night. And I talked to him yesterday afternoon. Took some time during my work day and snuck away his stolen office at the firm, and we did our own Zoom. So myself, Justin, and Eric was there, which is really cool to talk to Eric, too. Like, he was just a great guy. So here's the plan for next Friday. You heard that right. I'm going to put that episode out a week from today. So you're hearing this, if you're hearing this, uh, when it comes out on October 16th, I'm going to have the interview with Justin on October 23rd. That will be episode 15 and what you need to do that day on October 23rd you the first thing you need to do is make sure if you haven't already done it make sure you order the new album this is what I live for I think you're gonna love it I hope that we can have many more discussions about it and that this music continues to have its own ripple effects right on this generation of listeners and whatnot but then after that episode, or I'm sorry, after you get to listening to that album 5, 10, eh, maybe 12 times, I don't know, you call it what you want. Turn on the show, listen to the podcast, listen to episode 15, listen to the interview with Justin, it's a great one. 
uh, more of the the kind of same stuff that Justin was doing there, the good shenanigans, great laughs, giant smiles, and some good insight. I, I thought it was good insight. I, th- I thought I asked him some good stuff, and we we just get, get a little bit more of Justin, some things that I didn't know that I wasn't aware of that I was glad he shared, and I'll be happy to share with you. So, whew, sometimes you got to just take a breath and uh, throw your arms up in the air and just say thank you, right? If you don't do that every once in a while, I, I suggest you try it. Uh, there's always something to be thankful for. I, I should end this episode on that. But I do have to mention some stuff about Paul. Paul Fletcher, my gosh. So I, I want to make sure everybody goes out and follows, or if you're listening, go out and follow Paul on Instagram. He's at Paul Fletcher 971 so Paul Fletcher 971 for the, the numbers on the radio station. The dial letters or dial numbers, as they say. See, I'm showing my non-radio voice or <laughs> non-radio mind right there. I'm not even going to edit that out. I love it when I make those mistakes, and it's just natural. I'm going to leave it in there. But one of the best things you can do if you are in the Minneapolis-St. Paul market, you have a great opportunity to listen to Acoustic Sunrise every Sunday morning on Cities 97. So maybe you're asking yourself, what if I'm not in there? What if what if I live in Omaha or Tuscaloosa? Well, you can listen too. You can just tune into iHeartRadio every Sunday morning from 7 to 10.30. Two and a half hours of, or maybe it's three and a half hours. Yeah, maybe it's three and a half hours, if, if the math is right. Maybe I wrote that down wrong. Anyway, Sunday mornings, I know it starts at 7 a.m. Because that's when I used to listen when I lived in the Twin Cities. It is all acoustic music. The only time you're ever going to hear most of that music, I think all of that music, is on Cities 97 Acoustic Sunrise. There are some amazing tracks that you will hear, some just great cuts. Cities 97 has this really cool thing called Studio C, where they can record artists that will come in and play for them and sing, and they can record these tracks, and it's a great studio. It sounds amazing, and the only place you're going to hear them is if you have a city sampler, if they record it and put it on there, or if you listen to Acoustic Sunrise. It's a pretty awesome experience. It's a great way to spend a Sunday morning just jamming out. You're not really going to jam out to acoustic music. I guess you could. You can call it what you want, but just throw it on, sit, have some quiet time on a Sunday morning, drink some coffee, do what you do. Maybe, Maybe just leave your phone you know, off to the side, place it, play it on your iHeartRadio app right there, turn it up, and just relax. It's a good way to just maybe kind of feel present. And then Paul also hosts a Sunday night show called Next. It's for an hour every Sunday night at 11 p.m. That will be on Cities 97 as well, and it's also on iHeartRadio. You guessed it. <laughs> so with that, uh, the only thing I have left to say is, again, Thank you to Paul Fletcher. Um, make sure you follow the show on Instagram. I did share some really cool stuff. Like I shared the video of Justin surprising us uh, on that Zoom, which I thought was pretty funny. I did my best uh, Truman Show impression. You're going to see where I get to sit and record right here. And uh, just some cool stuff on there. So make sure you follow the Instagram page and subscribe. Leave the show a rating or review. I always appreciate that again. And that's all I got for this one. This was a great one. I'm so excited to get to 
you know, the, the interview with Justin. I'm glad you listened. Thank you so much to Paul Fletcher, my new friend, Paul Fletcher. I mean, this was, uh, like I said, I can't thank the guy enough. So until the next time you hear my voice, keep graceful dancing. And you're a superstar on your own. Getting older, and God only knows.